Hey, everybody. We took a couple weeks off, but we're back. It's West Town Weekly. I'm Caleb. And I'm David. And I uh, hope you're having a great day or evening or wherever you're listening to this. Um, we're going to talk about James chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. And uh, it's it's definitely a sweetheart of a passage. Yeah, very gentle. Mm-hmm. Uh, very uh, one you would read to your children right before <laughs> bedtime. Uh, one of my favorites in the... Uh, in the children's Bible, and mm-hmm. the and uh, 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 what what are those the little what are those little trinkets the uh, the precious moments precious moments yeah, the precious moments it's not one edition. you would find in the precious moments Bible <laughs> you're you're you are greedy mm-hmm. <laughs> and your clothes stink <laughs> and your blood money yeah it's great it's yeah. good stuff good stuff so but uh, yeah you won't find that in your precious moments uh-huh. Bible that's for sure. Uh, but, uh, again, we, I think, we, I feel like we kind of say this a lot because I think it is our, our culture is something we need to talk about. I think this could easily be one that we have to wrestle with as Americans, um, and, uh, and wrestle with what it meant to them at that, at that time. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that makes reading scripture difficult is, you know, we we would have been the rich in that story. Like, if you just transplanted us now, like, if we had everything we have now and put us then, it's like, oh, we're the rich in the story. So many times the, the early church were was made up of poor people, slaves, women, kind of people who are outcast. And it's just kind of a, a society that we're unfamiliar with. And so that's, yeah, I mean, it's very applicable to us, but it, we're not used to being the bad guys in the text. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes we need to... To, to see it that way and say, okay, well, what does this have to say to me? And and how do I, you know, despite my wealth or my resources or whatever, how do I how do I leverage them for the kingdom instead of using them for myself the way that the rich in this story seem to do? Yeah, um, I think it's definitely something we have to be aware of. The, the gospel spreads long and wide, uh, but... It also it seems to spread the fastest and and did spread the fastest among slaves or among um, among among the lowly. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there were plenty of wealthy and mm-hmm. uh, powerful people who were who became Christians. The Bible mentions several, mm-hmm. uh, but over and over again, Jesus seems to align himself with the the weak and the lowly. Yeah. And uh, it's something to think about. Yeah, you get some examples of people who have some means, like coming into the family of believers. Like, I mean, Paul, probably b- before knowing Christ, at least had some sort of like he was he was a, one of the leaders. You know, he was he had to have some sort of you know resource and status. We read about Lydia in Acts, um, who sells purple fabric. If you remember her, which was kind of a rarity thing back in those days, and she hosted a church in her home. So it's like, okay, she had enough money to have a home. Um, you know, they're, Ethiopian eunuch. The Ethiopian eunuch, yeah, somebody that would have had money. Um, it's in the Gospels, you know, somebody who's who's very connected, a lady who's very connected to Herod is like bankrolling some of Jesus's ministry. Mm-hmm. So there, so there's some definitely some instances of people with means coming into the movement and supporting the movement. But like you said, David, the majority of them were people who didn't have much at all, and, and that was one of the things that made Christianity so appealing was. You have men and women coming together. You have Jews and Gentiles coming together. You have the rich and the poor coming together. It's this kind of 
you know, big movement that included everybody. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and I think what's beautiful about it is the wealthy that come to it, come to it, realizing that even though they are financially wealthy, uh, they, they look at themselves as poor in spirit and, uh, and they, they say, I, I just got to have more. I, I don't have, I need more of God's spirit. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, he said on the Sermon of the Mount, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, yeah. which, which is kind of weird. You, when you originally hear that, you go, what it, it's not a bad thing to be mm-hmm. in poor spirit. And he's saying, no, it's just a constant of, I need more. I yeah. got to be closer. I got to be better to in, be closer to God and I need to have more of him. And, uh, and, and so I think a lot of it comes down to how, like you said, uh, how are we leveraging mm-hmm. our wealth? Yeah. And I mean, this was a problem that the early church in a lot of places didn't seem to figure out, like, or at least had trouble figuring out Paul, when he's writing to the Corinthians has to tell them, Hey, you know, whenever you guys, you know, take common meal or, you know, take, I mean, they would really kind of have these big elaborate meals that would include the bread and the wine um, when they would gather. And it would be like the rich people would <laughs> have all the food they wanted and kind of the poor didn't have much to eat. And in his letter to the Corinthians, Paul's like, hey, cut that out. Like, you all eat together, provide for the one who doesn't have. So, yeah, it was it was complicated then. And I think it's complicated now. But, you know, that's the core of it is how do we, yeah, how do we use what we have? How do we, you know, let go of the attachment we have to it? And how do we use it? To further the kingdom, yeah, and you see that throughout the whole Bible uh, of people of people who loved God, leveraging their wealth in order to serve Him. You have uh, David wanting to do that uh, for, and then uh, King David wanting to do that. He wanted to build the temple for God. God mm-hmm. told him, "No, you can't." Mm-hmm. But your son will, and his son does. He leverages mm-hmm. the wealth, and God blesses him, and uh, he and he is close, so close to God for a time. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then, like so many others, yeah, it falls true, away. True of David and Solomon, and all of them. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so, it's just uh, how are we using what God has given us, and are we leveraging that uh, in a way that will. Uh, that will benefit and uh, be good for his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it invites a lot of tough questions. Like, I mean, particularly just living in the place that we do and um, the fact that, you know, most of us are going to have a better quality of life than the overwhelming majority of people that have ever lived or will ever live or are living now. You know, it's, Things are contextualized here because, you know, everybody has means. And so some of us, you know, if you look just on an American scale, we're in the middle of the road or below or whatever. But globally, like we are the top of the top. And so it's I think we we really ought to try and wrestle with that and and ask ourselves, okay, how much do I really need? Um, And then what I don't need, how do I use it, you know, for for good? And it's interesting when we're doing this just as we're getting to the time of the year where I feel like those conversations get even harder. Yeah. Uh, want and need uh-huh. and stuff. Um, it just seems to fill, which is ironic because these are 
you know, we're getting ready to roll into the holy days, the holidays. Yeah. And right now for Americans, I feel like it's one of the biggest times where it's just stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Black Friday's in what, four weeks? Yeah. And something like that. And Thanksgiving, which is a holiday to gorge yourself and yep. watch football. Be a glutton. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then we get into the Christmas season, which is. There's so much good to that, the gifts, remembering what Christ has done as the gift, that he was the ultimate gift. You have uh, the spirit of the season and the joy and, uh, you know, all all those good things. But at the same time, it can also bring out probably what is the worst part of, one yeah. of the worst parts of America, which is the consumerism yeah. uh, mindset of, I have to get what I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so. it's definitely something to be aware of. It reminds me of a Eugene Peterson quote, and this may be offensive. I'm sorry if it is. But he said, American culture may be one of the, the least Christian cultures we've ever seen because it's so materialistic and so full of lies. Yeah. And, you know, he's, he wrote that probably 30 or 40 years ago. But it's like when you talk, talk about Christmas and Thanksgiving and how everything about it is, all right, we're going to stuff ourselves and we're going to take a nap, and then we're going to go out to Walmart at 8 o'clock so we can get TV that's $50 off. We're going to buy four of them. You know, it's just like, and Christmas becomes this, you know, what did you get me, or what did you get them, or what did I get? And, yeah, it's a, it's a lie. You know, that's what's important, but it's, it's a lie we believe, and, you know, sadly, we miss the true meaning of uh, these celebrations because we're so caught up in, the materialistic side of it yeah which is nothing new um you have you have the jews of uh during the second temple period who are doing things um doing their celebrations and making it about them mm-hmm. um it's it's not unique to america to yeah. take something that is supposed to be holy mm-hmm. and righteous or something that's supposed to represent something good about christ or about god and taking it and turning it into a money-making machine. Yep. Uh, you have the you have the uh, the temple doing the the uh, the people selling things at the temple, um, which made Jesus very mad, by the way. Yes, it did. Uh, you have um, you have Pharisees who are creating laws to uh, to make life harder on people, and uh, so. It's nothing. I don't. Not sure that it's new, um, but when you when you bring it into a culture that is so um, unbelievably wealthy and and so blessed to have what we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the idea of running water to us is so basic. Uh, but for the rest of the world, and up until a hundred, not even a hundred years ago, yeah. seventy years ago was a huge luxury luxury and 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 for us it's it's just the complete opposite and uh this isn't a fun conversation no not at all Um, and i'm sure it wasn't a fun one to preach (laughs) uh because you're calling out people for how they're living i'm calling out myself too yeah and and it's and and it's so easy to be in to get into it uh, and to worry about money or to worry about what I have and uh, to forget about what God has given us. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely is one of those things where 
you know, a lot of us need to have our toes stepped on when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, but I think it's really subtle too. Like, you know, I, I don't know. It, I think we're always taught to have a, a proper perspective on, on money and, and things of that nature and what we have. But I think it's just so difficult because it's so subtle. You know, it's, I don't think any of us would say, Oh, I value my things more than I value the Lord. Like we wouldn't mm-hmm. say that, but the subtle ways that that creeps into our hearts and the ways we live, like might tell a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think it's just important for like when we come across texts like this, just to really kind of evaluate and ask ask the hard questions of ourselves because that's that's how we grow and that's how we're able to see. Okay, what way am I, you know, either you know doing this right or doing this wrong, and how do I how do I be better about it? Yeah. And I think there is a temptation and I, and I've had this too, where I've, I think there's a temptation to say, oh, man, I read this and it's like, it's a, it's bad. It's like, it's bad to, uh, to have this wealth or it's, yeah. I, I wish I didn't have it. That's like, I, I don't, this, I don't think that that's what James was meaning in the sense of where, where are you investing in the yeah. future? Are you investing in your future, your, you know, like what is good for you? Are you investing into God and mm-hmm. his kingdom? And uh, I, just like all those examples we used uh, of people in the Bible who had wealth mm-hmm. and leveraged it, many of them <laughs> leveraged it for God, they were using it in a way that was commendable and yeah. who, uh and I look at them and I say, yeah, I think God gave them that for mm-hmm. a reason and uh, put them in that position for a reason. And that's, that's um, it's a beautiful thing when somebody has that and they mm-hmm. can do it. But the hard part is, and I think the Bible would back me up on this, is the more you have of that, the harder it is to, <laughs> right. to, to be that humble and giving with it yeah well and that, I mean, that's the thing james, james doesn't like condemn them for having wealth he condemns them for the way they use it yes. for holding wages back and 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 treating people poorly and storing it for themselves and i think that was you know we see that tension the more you have the harder it is with the rich young ruler mm-hmm. you know jesus says hey you know you've, you've done everything else really well way to go you know, but but sell all your stuff and and come follow me. And I don't. And again, I don't think that's a universal command for all of us to sell all of our things. But Jesus knew what had hold of that guy's heart, yeah. and he couldn't do it. Um, and then he said, "Well, you know, it's it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven." It's like, oh, that's heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know, it's it's being able to 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 to, to rightly prioritize. And, and be willing to, to share and to give for the, for the kingdom, that, that becomes way more difficult when we have a lot. Yeah. Um, well, and impossible. It's, a, it is, it's impossible for a rich person to get into heaven without mm-hmm. Christ. I mean, that's what he follows it up right, with. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is impossible. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. impossible for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. Can't happen. It's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, and, but the, what's he followed up with is, all things are possible with God. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm going to fail. I'm going to be selfish. I'm, there's going to be times where I'm going to know what I'm doing. I'm still going to sin. Yeah. And 
man, I just got to lean into God yeah. and I got to, I got to try better next time. Um, and I, 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 for me, it's a, a big part of it is just realizing how fallen and broken we are Yeah, and accepting God's grace and saying, God, I'm, I'm, I'm fallen and I'm broken, but I need your grace and I'm going to try to do better. Um, and, uh, but boy, does James have some sharp words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He does not, he does not hold back as the kids say. He doesn't yeah. hold anything <laughs> back. Um, but I like that about him. I think sometimes yeah. we're, uh, you know, whether it's, whether it's our, you know, just our culture or whether it's us as the church, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes we're, we're, we're quick to call out other people with harsh words, but we don't like it when it's directed at us. Yeah. And so sometimes I feel like we need to, myself included, like we need that, you know, not rude or mean language, but we need, we need kind of the, the stuff that just that gets right to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how we respond to that is up to us, but you know, I, I appreciate James in that way. So I, that's why I think like the Sermon on the Mount and, and some of Jesus' more pointed teachings are so valuable because like, there's no, there's no beating around the bush. It's like, this is, this is what it is. And yeah. so, you know, we have the, we have the choice to respond to that or not, but yeah, I don't know. It's uh, James. James doesn't make things easy for us. That's for sure. But yeah. that's one of the things I appreciate about him. Yeah, um, I uh, I think it's important how we le- leverage our wealth. I think it's important how we view our wealth, um, how we view our status, um, and uh, and. I think God, um, I think he can bless you so richly, even way more than material things, Mm -hmm. when we are dedicated in following him. Yeah. Um, And uh, because you'll you'll hear people on TV, well, if you give this, Mm -hmm. then God will give you back this much. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, the things he's giving back are way better than what we're giving up. so, uh, that's, 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 a easily, I think that's something that, uh, people will use people's greed and sin mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> to do, to, to get science. No, this is, this is a, this is a act of worship to God. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to, uh, I'm, I'm going to sacrificially give, uh, I want to put you first in everything. Uh, as a sacrifice, mm-hmm. I'm putting you first in all things, uh, including my financials. Um, and uh, but we we need a place to live. Yeah, we need food to eat. Yeah, we need uh, we. It's it's good to to it's good to give gifts and mm-hmm. to be generous and to be loving to to get your kids good things yep. and and things like that's that's. Yep. That's God. God expects us to do those mm-hmm. things, but it's the intention and yeah, your heart, the heart behind it, and uh, and how you're doing it and why you're doing yep. it is the bigger question. Yeah, which is really, I mean, the truth about pretty much everything. It's about your heart. Yep. It's it's about your intentions, your motivation. Yep. It's it's what's in your heart, and Jesus can see that, and thankfully wants to give us a heart of flesh and yep. rip out our heart of stone, and yeah. So, because it, it goes right in with 
everything else which is the within 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 moderation you know with moderation mm. and uh and how you do things with moderation so uh but i don't think any i don't think we're gonna sit here and tell you okay this is how much you can spend on christmas or this is how much you can spend on right, yeah. food or right. you shouldn't you shouldn't buy this kind of food or right. uh you know don't buy organic because that's too expensive. Right. Don't buy the other because it's more unhealthy or right. what? It, like we're yeah. not here to sit here. I don't think, and I don't think God's sitting here to no. monitor or police <laughs> yeah. those type of things. I He's, saw that cup of coffee. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I, it's the heart behind yeah. it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, and that's you know, and really that's that's uh that should be what we should be striving for in all things to yeah. to have a heart that looks like his and and if and if by his grace he can help us get closer to that every day then we're following faithfully and we're doing what we can yeah definitely well uh we appreciate you guys joining us in, joining with us mm-hmm. for this podcast uh we hope you hope you we gave you some things to think about yep um, give you some clarity maybe on sermons or maybe if you watch the children's ministry listen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> give you some clarity <laughs> on, on some of that. Um, but uh, we we really do love you guys and we uh, we appreciate you for checking in and listening. Yep, absolutely. We will see you guys next time. Bye.